Jerry, how you feeling? Not too shabby. I'm good. Sleepy. Good and sleepy. <clears throat> yeah. So let's get into the real conversation that we need to have today. Uh, we need to talk about LeBron James for a minute. You know, because there's a lot of people that has been very critical of him saying what he said in a tweet saying your next hashtag accountability. And I'm going to actually really make this very brief because there's really not a whole lot of points behind what I have to say. It's just a clear, simple message. When he tweeted that out, the first thing that you see is another black person or another black teenager that being killed. So you think about it and it's like, are we doing this again? Because there was a total of six shootings of black people right before the George Floyd verdict in 24 hours. So mind me, or excuse me, if my ignorance and what I'm about to get ready to say is showing out all because LeBron James said, oh, your next hashtag accountability. Spare me. It did not do anything trying to create racial division. It did not do that. Your next is simply mean accountability. Oh, we're going to make sure that you are going to pay for what you did. That's all that simply means. Yet, mind you, Candace Owens decided back in 2018 with this whole male bombing thing that she was going to lash out before she got the facts and say, this is another leftist Democratic person destroying their own party to only find out that it's not only was a Republican, but a Trump supporter that did this to the Democratic people. And y'all gonna lash out about LeBron James, but y'all don't even give a blink to Candace Owens? Stop it. Stop it. He wants to hold police officers accountable for their actions. Now, let me say this. Did he overkill? Possibly. Was the shooting justified? My personal opinion? Yes. But it does not mean that he's trying to create racial division. He's not trying to do that. He's just trying to tell people, hey, we're on a roll, and we need to continue keep pushing to hold police officers accountable. Do you not think that the DLJ said, oh, you know what? We ain't going to investigate anybody in, Lu uh, in Louisville, in Minnesota, or anywhere else about their police officers. They did that because they want to hold police officers accountable, not create racial division. It's ignorant people like Candace Owens, David J. Harris, and all the other black non-educated people that fails to see racism. Dismiss me. 
dismiss me. It gets old. It just gets to a point where it gets to a point where you can't say something without somebody taking offense to it. And they say the same thing about black people as well. Because white people have to go through that all the time. I don't know. You got any thoughts on it? That likes to put an attack on like, the black community of you know what they say about the black community itself. <clears throat> We're talking about a very angry. How many people would have gotten killed from that situation? Uh huh. Zero. Because if somebody was armed with a knife, what's the first thing that a police officer is going to do? They're going to tackle or attack that person. Not shoot, but attack that person. So the bigger question is, why would you shoot a teenager, a black teenager, going at a woman, knife? To whereas if this was a white person situation, a police officer would have attacked or tackled to prevent and tried to pull the knife away. No, and I get that. And, and like I said, there are so many different scenarios here. There are so many different debates to have about this in particular case versus majority of the ones. Because we're saying with these majority of these ones, we're saying, you know what? He was unarmed. He shouldn't have been shot. This young lady had a knife. So now you're thinking about, okay, what could have been done differently? What could have been done in de-escalating? Now, there are some things that happen way too fast for a police officer to make a quick uh, second decision. There are so many different things to think about. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just saying, in a sense, that there's a lot of different ways that uh, people will debate this, and there are a lot of different uh, viewpoints about it. It don't necessarily mean that uh, uh, it's right or wrong at this particular point, because we still don't know all the facts. Right. We just know. Right. We just know enough on what we see. But it, it, the whole mere idea and point of this all is that LeBron James is, is just basically. On edge. Anger. Yeah, he's on edge. Yeah, he's angry. About so many black people being killed. And black people need to, to get together to 
have these conversations because a lot of people are not going to have these conversations with you. So it's a good idea to always sit down and have conversations about things that has been going on um, in the course of the last four or five years. So but I just wanted to bring that up. So, but anything else you want to add to that? Okay, we're right back with the sports talk of our podcast. We're right back. At first, I was originally going to go on this whole LeBron James marathon. But instead, I just decided I'm just going to go ahead and take a turn and do something different. Mm -hmm. So, there's been a lot of debates that go on in the sports world about super teams. Yeah, this was back in 2011. But I'm also add one on here after I mentioned all the uh, under uh, overrated teams. There's ten of them, but I'm gonna add another one since it's a pretty old uh, article. Uh, um, so here were the overrated super teams. And during this time, not just being able to pick one, you'd be able to pick three. Or who you felt was overrated. Go for it. And I'm going to also share it after I get through. I'm going to share the share the screen and you'll be able to look at it. So, we have the 95-96 Seattle Sonics. 94-95 Orlando Magic. The 1990-91 Boston Celtics. 2001-2002 Sacramento Kings, the 92-93 Phoenix Suns, 85-86 Houston Rockets, 2009-2010 Cleveland Cavaliers, the 96-97 Houston Rockets, 2003-2004 uh, Los Angeles Lakers, and last but not least, 2010-2011 Miami Heat. All right, dude, what you got? I got the 2009-2010 Cleveland Cavaliers, the 2003-2004 Los Angeles Lakers, and the 2010-2011 Miami Heat. That's interesting. That's very interesting. 
Mm-hmm. That's what I got. Plain and simple. So, here's what I got. The 95-96 Supersonics, the 94-95 Orlando Magic, and the 2010-2011 Miami Heat. That is interesting. That mm-hmm. is interesting. Now, I can understand the Sonics, and I can understand Orlando. And I can also stand the uh, I can understand the 2010 2011 uh, 2011 uh, Miami Heat, but in particularly, what was it about the 94 95 Orlando Magic for you that kind of made it overrated? For 94 95 Orlando Magic, you had all the right protocols, you had all the right tools, you had the right building, you had everything intact, everything is set perfect, clear. And then, you get to the playoffs without Jordan. And then, in the NBA Finals, you just melt. A complete meltdown. You didn't even win a game in the NBA Finals. You got swept 4-0. And that's when the Eagles started kicking it. That's when Shaq started to get a little big-headed. He had to humble himself. And then you had Horace Grant speaking on on the behalf of him winning, I think, two or three with Chicago previously. He started to get big-headed. He had to humble himself because he didn't win anymore after that. The only logical... The only logical standpoint to this is that, in my personal opinion, they didn't stick to the plan. They went all the way to the NBA Finals, and they just let everything just slip above their fingertips. Now, at one point of that game, I think it was Game One, they had like a twenty-point lead. That's what I was about to come back. That's what I was going to say. They they stuck to the plan all the way up until the second half of Game One. After after the second half of game one, they just they stopped. And they did they did good the following year, but and didn't get them anywhere because who came back? Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. And Michael Jordan, even though they overlooked him and they managed to actually on, you know. They still got shut down. By who? The Indiana Pacers. So, I mean, I think it was the Indiana Pacers. No. No, Chicago Bulls. I'm sorry. The Chicago Bulls. Yep, Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls. I don't think the Pacers made... If the Pacers made it, they didn't make it too far in. No, they didn't make... Uh-uh. No, I think they got... uh, They either got put out the first... Yeah, the first one. Or was that? It might have been the first one. I don't remember. Oh, neither. I don't remember. Well, I want to know from you, 2003-2004 Lakers, what's the deal with that? Gary Payton, Carl Malone, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, overrated. Overrated. Okay. Despite that Gary Payton is shot, ended up winning one in 06 with Miami. What was the difference between that and the 2003 Gary Payton shot? Egos. Too many egos on one team. 
they learned to overcome that before Shaq and uh, Gary Payton went to Miami in 2006. For 2005, 2006. So do you blame... So do you... Would you actually put some of the name on Kobe Bryant? Yep. I would. I put a little bit on him. I put a little bit on him. I put a little bit of Shaq, and I put a little bit on Phil Jackson. Because Carl Malone and Gary Payton was on the outside looking in. Carl Malone wasn't the same man that he was when he was in Utah. And Gary Payton still was the man, but... Kobe Bryant, Gary Payton, you got Gary Payton, a trash talker. You got Kobe Bryant with the Mamba mentality. Just didn't flow. Didn't flow. Yeah. 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 So why would you blame Phil Jackson, though? Phil Even though he had a good grip, he barely had a good grip on the 95-96 Bulls and uh, 96-97 Bulls and 97-98 Bulls and then the early 90s Bulls. He had a good grip on that, but it seemed like that Phil Jackson took a completely different approach to the Lakers team versus what he did with the Bulls in the 90s. I'm going to sit up here and sugarcoat this, but I'm going to be dead honest. You know what I also think it is, too? Mm-hmm. To the reason why the 0304 Lakers was overrated? Mm. Sympathy. One more time? Sympathy. 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 For who? Who never won a title? Carmelo. At that time. Carmelo too. Yeah. Sympathy. They wanted them to win rings. But it didn't work out the way they wanted to. Yeah. To me, egos. To me, egos. It's just sympathy. They, I, I think that they felt sorry or they wanted to find a way to help them win the title. But it failed when they went against that dangerous Detroit Pistons team that had hell of defense. Mm-hmm. It just failed. Yeah. Yeah. It just failed. Yeah. Yeah. Overrated NBA Super Teams. That's all I have. All right. We're right back with the final thoughts. I do, just really quick. As of last Saturday, the 24th, I officially started my brand new podcast, Afternoon Coffee Break with Derek Watts. Started it up last week, talking about racial issues uh, in the United States. Um, Get a minute, check it out. Follow me on the Instagram, or yeah, follow me on the uh, social media platforms. Pretty much with uh, Facebook and Instagram, pretty much follow me after the coffee break with Darren Watts or after the coffee break with Darren. And link it in, you just search after the coffee break or my name. But got some very good topics. Uh, talk about got one episode out so far. Uh, got episode two coming out this Saturday. Gonna be talking about Park Cannon. And then episode three, my longest consuming time of actually doing this podcast, uh, Candace Owens. And that's gonna be, it's gonna be a little, I'm not gonna say emotional, but it's gonna be a little bit, uh, a little bit of fire in my voice, but 
started up last Saturday. Looking forward to more, but that's all I have. Congratulations on your new podcast. Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, many successes to mm-hmm. your new podcast. Hopefully that you'll be able to reach a point that you get people to understand where this platform is coming from. Mm-hmm. This whole this that's important. That this podcast right here is what helped me get to this point. Yeah. You know, you just have to say enough is enough. So yes. Congratulations on that. Ah, thank Very you. Well, hard on. Thank you. Hey, but uh, I just got to have a couple things real quick uh, before we get out of here. Uh, the Washington Wizards are actually holding on to a five-point lead over the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, 72 to 67 in the third quarter. And uh, the Oakland Athletics is an amazing 13-game winning streak came to an end, I think, on Sunday. And um. Anything, but I enjoyed that Portland ass, uh, Portland Trailblazers ass kicker to the inning out of patience. I enjoyed that. Interesting. And uh, Kevin Love quitting on the Cleveland Cavaliers the other night. Um, I think it was early in the first half. Off that stupid inbound. And I thought that was very poor leadership. Leading the team. Yeah, that's all. So there's nothing else you can wrap this bad boy and get on. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is not this not double takes plus talk. Thanks for downloading to listen to our podcast. I am Daryl. Yep. All right, catch you with another episode of Double Takes Sports Talk. Until then, ciao. Ciao.